building on what we talked about with phonetic awareness, building the words, retaining the words in working memory, and then interpreting the words, retelling the story, building up vocabulary. We take that as the base, and now we're going to add in this, this arc, this umbrella of executive functioning. And, and what does that mean, really, when you, if you've heard the term executive function? It's, it's defined by the dictionary as the set of processes that all have to do with managing oneself and one's resources in order to achieve a goal. Kind of like an umbrella term for the, the brain-based, the neurological-based skills involved in self-regulation, self-control, mental control, staying organized, um, time awareness, right? So as an example, if your personal executive functioning is working well, then you're paying your bills on time and your taxes are getting processed and you've got groceries when you need them and your refrigerator's not empty and the kids have pretty much the essentials that they need. So all of the balls in the air that you have in your life, you're able to manage your resources, control yourself, get out of bed in the morning, get dressed, go do your work, um, get some sleep, and then, you know, hey, start it all over again. Okay, so with that understanding, then let's take and, and put the executive functioning as, as an arc over our, our word, word building. And then what does that look like? So this is the second graph now, the second graphic that we're looking at with the two pieces put together. So um, what does that mean for our kids? So depending on the age of your child, and right now my kid has gone from two years old to 13 years old, you know, faster than a speeding bullet overnight. <laughs> and so that means that all of these years we have been wrestling with phonemes, graphemes, um, working memory, executive functioning. Where are your clothes? Can you remember one step, two step, three step commands? I swear sometimes <laughs> he's so dippy. Um, we have not done medication. We're working on methylation 24-7. But John just doesn't have enough words yet, and and I'm not so sure he has the self-awareness, and I'm not so sure I'm ready to start gambling on medication at this point. Um, someday I might have to, but right now we're just trying to do everything natural path, right? Everything to help fill in the neurotransmitters, help the body have the pieces that it's not naturally making, uh, not the which is different and less intrusive, in my opinion, from all that I've studied about the immune system, less intrusive than adding in molecules to, f to, to try to not fight the ones, but improve the ones that may or may not be there. So back to the, the part about the methylation and our approach currently with the immune system, which affects John's executive fun functioning, his working memory, his attention, his joint attention, his ability to hold one, two, maybe three, maybe, ooh, baby, four thoughts in working memory, four concepts to remember um, naturally, right? So instead of adding medication, we're trying to help the brain work the way it's supposed to. We know from childhood that he made pathetically little glutathione 
we had that from a blood test when we first were starting with all of the interventions. So anyway, another day we'll talk more about methylation neurotransmitters. It's all very, very exciting and stuff. But back to our picture, right? Okay, so you're looking at the three blue squares and then the arc, the umbrella of the executive functioning. And my point for that fancy looking picture there is that our kids, we want them, I want my son, you want your children to be able to purposefully absorb the words, keep them in their working memory, build that that table to be as wide as possible, that muscle to be as good as possible, hold the working memory thoughts so they can remember four things on a mental list, right? So we'll do, we're, we're doing a lot of paper lists, but I'm always checking with him, giving him two or three or four key words even, or a pictorial reminder or any of the, the, the tricks that I'm constantly trying to learn to help a kiddo with ADHD at all, right? Any kind of thing where they're just not paying attention or they've got so much data rolling around in their brain at one time. It's either a feast or a famine, right? Either you've got nothing in there <laughs> that you can tell is going around or you've got a thousand things in there and they're running around in the brain. So anyway, back to trying to build the words, keep the words, retell the story, add in vocabulary. So when we're reading together, I'll say the new word, then say the, the old word and then the new word again in that same sentence while I'm reading it to him. So as an example, um, let's say the, the word is um, uh, uh, hair. So we had a hair rabbit story, right? So when I'm reading it and he's not seeing H-A-R-E, he's just hearing it. So um, we call those, um, I think we call those homonyms <laughs> when they all sound the same. Um, I could be wrong about that. Uh, but parts of speech has been a little few years, right? I know it's not an antonym, but all right. So when I was reading the story, I would say hair, then I would say rabbit, and then, and then I would put the hair back in there. So I'm trying to take and build his vocabulary, add to that matrix that's in there, add to the structure. So it's it's not like you can just breeze through the story. You, you want to kind of stop, build the vocabulary a little bit, and then remain with the new word. If I never gave him any new words, well, we'd be stuck where we are. So he wants to constantly, we want to constantly add to the vocabulary, right? Because that's what life is all about. And that's certainly what the peers are doing. So as we continue to build on the vocabulary and we work on the, the basics and we, we do our explicit instruction, which includes spelling, word building, word decoding, put the words together, take them apart. Where, where do you divide the syllables? You know, it, it, not all words are flashcards, right? So if, if you come across a five syllable word that he's never seen before, certainly an unfair word, not always uh, most reliable sounds, how can he break that down? Um, I think I mentioned Aquila and the Bee. Uh, excellent movie. Um, I need to watch that again with John. So anyway, we're, it's, it's a never-ending process, right, to help our kids catch up. But they're able to, right, because they're not dead yet, because their brains are still neurally plastic. So that's why we keep keep pedaling as fast as we can, as much as we consistently. It doesn't need to be fast. It needs to be consistent. And then always working on them stepping forward into their executive functioning, they're taking responsibility 
Um, they're taking the natural, facing the natural, accepting the natural consequences for whether they can remember to do things or not. So right now, this time in history, we are just starting the quarantine for COVID. So we're at Easter of 2020 when I'm recording this. As an example now, all the kids are staying home and everybody's going to online classes as much as possible. So it used to be that we would make the list the morning of, but I'm finding that it helps set his executive functioning and his expectations and the next day's start better to do the list before we go to bed. So we write tomorrow's list on a piece, on a, the next sheet of paper. He tells me what the date is. I try to get him to write it. Usually he cons me into doing the writing and we work on the spelling of the words together. Um, I step away from him when he's hungry. If he wants to make that peanut butter sandwich, that is executive functioning practice to get the bread out, not to rip it in two when you're trying to put the peanut butter on with a knife, right? So that's fine motor, which is a different thing than what we're talking about right now. But um, so the whole process of his day is me stepping back, letting him figure out or he loses, he misses or he wished he had something. Another example, he's now doing a lot of biking with a couple of neurotypical friends. Uh, he has some scheduled events that he needs to show up online for as opposed to being a self-starter doing something asynchronously. So for to use his telephone in a executive functioning building way, a purposeful use for that device of, uh, of, um, of uh, distraction. So each day we put in whatever um, online meetings that he has. So he, and if he wants to go biking with his friends, then we have to use the phone to text, right? And then to schedule them. So he puts the calendar events in, in, in the phone calendar. I'll have it in my phone. I'll fill out the calendar event. I'll lay it there next to him so he has something to match. But I want him to get used to using that phone for his calendar, for his social phone calls. If he doesn't make the effort, then he's not going to have any writing buddies. Or he misses the message and he's not checking it. So we're working there in reading the words. He might use the, the um, microphone, but if the word's wrong because his diction is poor, then he has to go back and build the words with the, the right grapheme, replacing the wrong one because his phoneme is off because he pronounces the words poorly. Then he has to make sure that he's checking the messages and understanding in that retaining the working memory, what does that mean to him on did I miss the opportunity to go bike riding with someone because I wasn't paying attention to my messages? And then telling the story, building the vocabulary of what do I want to happen in, my, in, in John's schedule for today, for tomorrow. Another example, he missed an opportunity uh, to go biking with a friend. He made the social effort. He f didn't pay attention to his telephone other than just stemming on bowling videos at YouTube. That's his thing that he likes to do. And so he missed the response. So what we said, we worked on was to accept that responsibility, offer for tomorrow, then what time, we picked the afternoon, and he would then be in charge of all of that social, the rest of that social interplay tomorrow. 
that would be using his executive functioning. That would be understanding and interpreting and building the vocabulary, the story, the, the social effort, the social initiative, right? The habit of, if you want to be proactive and have a social life, then dude, you got to get on the phone. You got to get on the text messages. I keep telling him that if he wants to have a friend, he's got to be a friend first. And it's really hitting him right in his solar plexus right now because there is so little social interaction with all of us quarantining, self-isolating. And so for, for him to feel the consequences, uh, good or bad, missed or, or not missed, of the, the uh, responsibility to make events happen... Well, it matters to him now, whereas before it was just mom going blah, 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 blah about do your stuff, work on your list, mark it off. And that nagging don't, goes nowhere with him, right? So he's just blowing me off, not paying attention. And I don't think he's actually doing any stretching of his working memory unless he's got his own version of skin in the game. So that's, that's my approach right now. I, I hope that this short... Uh, foyer into um, uh, some examples help you as you're working with your kids and of any age kids, right? So it could be a two-year-old understanding of what's the responsibility, what do I need to do as a two-year-old? What does your children need to do as a two-year-old um, uh, to make sure they're, they're, whatever it is in their life, their clothes, their shoes, going to play, where's your toys, put your toys back where they need to go so you know where they are the next time, right? Put your phone someplace consistently, charge it up in the night. If you don't charge it up, you know what? Hey, you missed the executive functioning of, of a battery recharge overnight, and so you're going to get up the next morning, and dude, you're going to have no battery, right? So it means mom has to back off. And that's good for the long term, okay? So thank you for your time. We'll talk about something else next. Alrighty. Peace be with you. Bye-bye.